Be following Willie more and more. Awards! Back in the NRL. As Willie Mason. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! Welcome to episode number three of season three, The Take with Willie and Ian. We're here again, William. It's wonderful to it be is. here. It's always more. good. These day, these day podcasts are a bit different. Because we're sober. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're starting. <laughs> starting. Thank you to young Henry's for providing us with. But you know what? Daytime is better. I've seen outside the studio now and there's... There's I didn't trees. know there was buildings here. No, neither did I. I thought we were just in the block. Of <laughs> I thought we were just in the ghetto. Just industrial <laughs> area. There's actually people around. Uh, and you're well, William? Everything I'm good, right? mate. I'm really good. Um, going to the Sunny Bill and Barry Hall fight tonight. Yeah. Our good friend be, Rennie is involved. Yeah, in Ren's, in, Ren's in camp. So he's he's been loving it for the last two weeks. Um, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be, it'll be an interesting fight. Like, I love Sunny Bill. He's one of my boys. But... Um, like Baz is going to be, you know, I think he's ready. So I'll be barracking for, for SBW, but it'll be a good night. Big bad Barry. He's got a good prep going on SAS Australia, the one that you were supposed to go on, ripping his peck apart. Yeah, ripping. Same as you. Good. <laughs> didn't he pop his, he popped his rib, didn't he? He popped his rib back. Here. He's actually got the figurine. That is just like, oh, man. Uh, yeah, Sonny's had a really good camp. He takes things he takes things serious. He hasn't, you know, he doesn't leave a stone unturned. He's been over in camp with um, Tyson Fury, Joseph Parker. He was over there for a month. You know, he doesn't, he's one of those guys. And I was, I was talking, I said, why, why are you doing this? Like, you've just dominated two sports. You know, in like 15 years, like you've been on top. He goes, look, Mace, he goes, I can't, he goes, I couldn't live with myself if I'm just sitting here and I've got the ability and I've got the drive and to not actually do it. And I'm like, damn. Like he's like 36, 37. He's still got that attitude. He goes, I just want to, I want to shoot for the stars and just go for it. And I went, you can't do nothing but sit back and applaud the dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Just a man. And I, do you know what? I feel very much like Sonny Bill because earlier today I had three hot cross buns. Did you I eat them again? And I thought to myself, I can have four. I can do this. And Did I had four. What, what happened in a week? Fourth. I thought you would have changed. Please. I'll Elab, change after Elab did Easter. nothing? No, I'm still trying. I trained this morning, but. How early? Tell me. 5.30. Fuck you. That's the I worst have to. time, I mate. I punish myself for the hot cross buns. So next week, actually, we'll probably, Ren um, will come out of camp then. We might have Ren on. Oh, we'll, we'll have, have Ren. Chat we'll have Ren on for this year. Um, you can live tweet. You've got live a new haircut live too. Tweet? You're looking good. I get a haircut tweet. once a week. From Sunny Bill. <laughs> and just in breaking news, um, we've just seen that Ash Barty has retired from professional tennis at the age of 25 or 26, wow. which is such a massive call for her. I love it. I love that she's made that decision. She, she's done so well. She can't do anything more. She's 25 years right. old, a whole finish, life. Finish on top, Ash. Good on you. Congratulations she's, on your career. She might just want to just chill out for like a couple of years and just go, you know what? I'm sick of all this kind of stuff, you know, like traveling everywhere with COVID and all these kind of restrictions and doing this and that. Like just, she might just sit out for a year or two, do what she wants. She's played cricket before. She can yeah. go and she can do whatever she wants. She's like... Aussie's little queen, so like, she well is. done on your career. She can come back and probably win Wimbledon again. She'll probably come back and do anything. She's unbelievable. Whatever. What I a great her. athlete. She's a magnificent Australian too. And, and all of the people that get press and all there's good press and bad press and Ash Barty, there's not one bad thing's ever been said about her. No. She's a fantastic role model for this country. So well she done, is. Ash Barty. Now, speaking of magnificent role models, let's talk about the West Tigers, Will. Yeah. What about how much everyone ridicules the poor old West Tigers? They're just constantly 
The last time there was a good news story, I reckon if you look at all of the rugby league clubs and you look at how much sort of time and, and press is given to each club mm. and you looked at the positive versus the negative story, it would be like 95% negative for the Tigers. Yeah. They're the only club like that. When you're winning, you can do what you want. There's always going to be positive stories about you, but like when you lose... And, like, you've got a coach like Madge and everyone expects excellence from him and everyone – you've got a decent roster this year and you get pumped 24-0 at halftime by Newcastle. And, you know, first round looked pretty positive. You know, like, oh, yeah, no, they, they stuck with it with Melbourne. You know what I mean? Like, Melbourne's probably a little bit – Melbourne's not as dominant as they used to be. You know what I mean? So, like, it just comes with the territory and they just kick – People, when they're down, they love doing it. The media, they love it. It's always going to get some stories or gets, gr grab something, grab some momentum because people just like doing that to the Tigers. Either it's Madge or it's like the board or it's just the Tigers. It's just one of those clubs that people just like to kick when they're down. So I'm always rooting for the Tigers. I want them to do good. Well, I, the, what the media's held on to this week is that reportedly um, two of their – Backline players were seen at the pub. I think it was the Great Northern. I got nude in the Great Northern once. And Great Northern out. in Newcastle? Yeah, what yeah. a great pub. Good pub. Jeez. So, Some good um, memories there. Yeah. Or lack of. <laughs> Hello to Ant and Fliss and wonderful wedding. <laughs> and I was a groomsman and I got home at 5am because I got kicked out of the Great Northern. In great the work, mate. But let's – I digress. So, <laughs> so Digress a lot. Two of the players were seen not drinking. They were at the pokies. At 10 o'clock and then they went home. So they didn't cause any dramas. Who was if, it? Who was it the night before? Was it the, it night, was the night before? It was the night before. So it was James Roberts. Now, these are grown men. They have to get up and play a game at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's 10 o'clock the night before. I, I don't see the issue. Like, if they were at home watching Pornhub, would anyone – and still awake, would anyone be blowing up? No. No one cares. You've got to understand this with people. And with teams and teams like the Tigers, they just want to kick you while you're down. This is just another negative story because they lost. If they had a one, no one cares. Do you know, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one cares. Like, if they're, if they're two and oh, no one cares. But because they are oh and two and they want to make stories up, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care what they do. I've seen players play pokies till 12 or one o'clock in the morning. Next time, the next day, we go out and flog some team. No one cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been involved in teams like that. This is not a big deal for me. It doesn't affect the team. It doesn't affect anyone. You know what I mean? Like so, when you when you when you see James Roberts or Dane Laurie doing that kind of stuff, you don't really care. You're not drinking. Or you're not doing anything stupid. The other guys are just probably doing, probably going in their room. People don't understand when you're away. You're away from your family. You're away from your friends. You're in a hostile sort of environment in Newcastle. You want to get out of your hotel. You just want to get out. They would have walked up from the Crown up to the Great Northern. Let's play some pokies. Let's just you know. Let's just kill some time. That's, That's what all it is. It is. You're yeah. just killing time. Depends how you want to kill time. Is it? What's the difference between playing pokies and just going for like a like an ice cream or like a late night walk or something like that? Most of these players hardly ever sleep before games. Some play, some players find it hard to relax in hotels. Some players can't sleep in hotels. So understand that there's a lot of variables that goes with the way teams. The only difference is they lost. So everyone wants to pick on the Tigers again. It's a load of shit. Like, I just hate it when the media just try and pick on these two young kids who go out there trying to kill some time and try and relax. And I don't understand. Like, if you're in a team environment, if, if I knew that one of my teammates was on the drink the night before a game... I'd be concerned. I'd be concerned. If, I, if they're just... I mean, know, wouldn't be concerned. I'd be fucking pissed off. You because wouldn't, you just wouldn't, you just wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't do it. But but if you look at this environment, the only thing I could see is, is there a bubble issue? Like, a, I don't know how it works. There is like, no issue in my head. 
It's the issue is they lost the game and they're just trying to pinpoint something. It's just like, is it a culture thing? Does does Madge have discipline over these guys? No, you can do what you want a night before the game. There is no rules. You know, it's not like you're in COVID rules. You can't leave the hotel or anything like that. Like you can just you can go out for a walk. You can do what you want. You can go to the pub as long as you're not drinking. Like yeah. who are they annoying? They're sitting there slapping the stupid machines. Yeah. Dumb. I'd just I'd be doing something else. If you're watching a, Netflix, if you're playing. And you're in your hotel and you can't sleep. What do you – like, I don't understand. If, if you're in a team environment, does a coach say to you, just don't get on the piss, do what you want? Pretty much. That's it. As soon as you have, um, you have dinner, you get back to the hotel, you can do what you want. Yeah. You know, there's no drinking or anything like that. It's not that environment anymore. It no. never was. Even when I was playing, there was never that environment. There was never one person to go, let's go out for a beer. I'm like, shut up. Like, there's not one – I swear to you, not one person ever, ever said that to me. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a drinking issue. People just get bored. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a lot of a lot of a lot of players got ADHD and all this sort of stuff, and you know, they're just not diagnosed. They just wanted like they just want to keep doing stuff. They just can't sleep. You're with a roommate. It's not like you're rooming by yourself. You can't sleep. There's a lot of there's a lot of little things that you got to think about. People just think you got your own room. You're in a hotel. Oh, you should be just sleeping in these big king size beds and shit. They're little fucking quaint double beds. It's boring as hell. If I was rooming with you, I'd want to be out of heaps as too. Yeah, sure. good. My roommate was never there. Annoying. That's why. The other thing the media's done this week, and good on the media, they have managed to turn a two-second thing that Brandon Smith did after the game where he put his hand up to his ear, and they're saying he was mocking Latrell. And they're like, straight away, the media goes, oh, it's a feud, and it's this, and it's that. And then Latrell Mitchell and Brandon Smith come out on social media and go, we're friends, that was a joke, shut up. That's another – What they must be reaching. They're reaching, aren't they? Like the, the, the mainstream media are reaching if they're trying to put – only because these two guys are big-name players. They wouldn't give a shit if it was number 16 and number, number freaking 14 for both sides. No one cares because no one knows their names. But it's Brandon Smith. It's Latrell Mitchell. Let's make some big deal out of this bullshit. Well, they're doing like – Brand- I would have done exactly the same thing as Brandon Smith if, if my mate did that and, you know, like thought and he I was lost. the Hulk and all that kind of stuff and he lost. Mm. Like, I would have done exactly the same thing. Like, it's not a big deal. But they make it a big deal. They're trying to turn these players against each other. But, like, like the power of the players these days, you shut that shit down on social media straight away. End of story. But the media get hold of it first. They try and make a big deal of it. Then it gets shut down by the players. But they still get that airtime. It's and pathetic. People, people start talking about it as soon as it happens, too. Like, in your day, there were so many things written about you and you had no right to reply. Like, you, you were the human headline. And so... People would say stuff and then the back page of the paper would say, Willie Mason did this, Willie Mason did that. And there was no way for you, unless you wrote a letter to the editor. Which I was very close to doing. (laughs) An angry letter. Yeah, a real angry letter to the editor of the Telegraph. Big fan of angry letters. I actually just never really give a shit about all that kind of stuff because I couldn't control it. I always had that mentality. If I can't control anything, I just don't stress about it. Yeah. I can't stress about it. Just say little stories like, oh, Willie Mason's seen coming out of a nightclub at five in the morning. Who gives a shit? I was. But I was with like 12 other players. But like I was just that dude that they always like sort of tried to get. You just could never get under my skin. It just didn't bother me. Like it, it just honestly didn't. But like there's so many little media outlets. Twitter really hammers people. They can say what they want. It's just given – social media has just given these germs and just your average sort of Joe like so much of a platform just to say what, whatever they want. It's connected each other. Like, social media's connected everybody, but disconnected everybody, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so bad. Like, but everyone just sits in their little ivory tower just throwing 
throwing these little sticks at people. It's just, it's pathetic. You know, that's why I always like, I'm pretty, I'm vocal on social media if you're one of those people. Mm. I'll fucking hammer you. That's why people don't really come for me because I'll just, I'll go back at you. I don't, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are you going to do? Um, but these, right, yeah, but these yeah, but these players right now, they're very sensitive. It's a different, it's a different generation. They're very sensitive. You know, like people, people get to them. You know, like I never let anybody get to me. Like it just never really, it never really bothered me. If you're not in my life, if you're not one of my best friends, if you're not part of my team or anything like, that, you don't matter to me. Yeah, and it's pretty hard to try and teach these kids that because they're born up in this social media generation where I wasn't. You know what I mean? So it's um it's a bit different. So it's 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 that's why I try and educate these young kids when I'm at the Bulldogs. Like just try and mentor them and just teach them about social media, teach them how to be stronger mentally and all these little things. Like there's all the things that I didn't really have to deal with till you know, when I was about 28, 29. These kids have got to deal with it right now. Well, I reckon it's good and bad. Like it's I mean, you would it would have been nice for you to be able to have a platform to come back at that. But in in saying that, like imagine if you were sitting there reading every single thing. Can you imagine if I was playing right now and all the shit that would have been said? Like like lucky I have like a strong mentality, but I don't know what it would be like right now because it was different when I was coming up. It was a different generation. And that's why like coaches need to understand a lot. They need to be really understandable. That's why like I just give credit to guys like Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy, all these head coaches. That's why they're still head coaches. They understand what's happening in the world and with these young kids, with social media, with all this kind of stuff and how it can affect them. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it does affect players and, and it and it does differently. You know, a lot of people like Latrell and all that get a lot of racist bullshit on you know what I mean? Like like it's hard to deal with. Even though it's Joe Blow, you don't even know. Like they're still coming at you like that and you'd be so pissed off because you can't do anything about it. So that's so much negative energy that you're holding. You just don't really know how to let it go. And it's hard to, and it's trying, it's hard to like explain that to a, to a kid. Like how do you, how do you let it go? Like it's, it's very hard. Like someone just nonstop trolling you, calling you this, 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 and this, like all these derogatory racist words, man, that'd be hard to deal with. I would try and hunt them down and, and just write, an, write, write, write a real angry, write an angry, write an angry letter to him. Like, I don't know what angry letter it was, but I mean, I just, I just, you got to really like commend some of these players for not losing their shit, man. If I had a time machine, I would invent Twitter and then I'd go back to when you signed from the Bulldogs to the Roosters and I would allow people. <laughs> the stuff that people were yelling out to you in games and things like that. There was some good yeah, stuff. It was good. Twitter's a cesspit. I wish that I could have had screenshots of all of the things that people said about you in Twitter at that yeah, time. That, that would be, be my favourite. That, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. Well, they like him now. You can, yeah, He's back yeah. at the Bulldogs. <laughs> and aren't they doing well? There was a lot of hate. So there, was there was a lot, lot of hate. Twitter would have been. There would have been people getting, what are they called? Yeah. Twitter jail, where you're right. I would, have just, <laughs> I would have to jump off social media for that week, I think. Straight away. Uh, all right, Jermaine Asako. He has signed with the Titans. Yeah. There was, speaking on the media, let's have a real load up on the media, but at like, say, one o'clock yesterday, all over the press, Jermaine Asako signed with the Eels, which makes sense. They got the mascot playing on the wing, but all of a sudden, then not nah, twenty minutes later, Jermaine Asako signs Man. with the Titans. Now Spot either on. backflipped in that twenty-minute period after someone saw it, the mm. Eels said it was done, or he was never signing with the Titan with the Eels and the Titans. Whose mail was that? I don't know. Some bloke in mm. Queensland, apparently. Yeah, well. I mean, I've, I understand why Jermaine Asako was leaving, but like, I would, if I was the Broncos, I'm not letting him go. Did you see Tessie New on the weekend? Mm. Couldn't catch a ball. Mm. I mean, granted, it was Burton. Burton's bombs. I catch his balls all the time. Oh, okay. Easily, one-handed. It's a joke. <laughs> In your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but 
he was not good under the high ball, and I think he's a I think he's a winger or a center, personally. And like I, I think Jermaine Osako is a fullback. I just think they're just a little bit dirty that he signed with the Dolphins. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just I wouldn't have let him go because you're going to get injuries, and I don't think they have like a another plan for a fullback. You know what I mean? Maybe Cobo. I think Cobo could Cobo play could fullback, play, yeah. and I think Tessie knew you could swap with him because I'd, I'd want to see Cobo get the ball a little bit more. But like, I understand Jermaine leaving. He probably would have felt on the outer straight away, and you don't want that. You know, it's bad energy at training, and he probably. I'm not sure what attitude he has at training. Maybe he's the one who's like sulking. Maybe not. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say he was, but if he had another opportunity, because he wants to play first grade, he's a first grader. You know, like so now. Choosing the Titans probably doesn't want to leave home. Probably doesn't have to move his head. Doesn't doesn't have to move at he's got, all. He's got a kid, I think. So yeah, but he doesn't have, have to, to move. come to Parramatta. Yeah, come to come to Parramatta. Why would you want to live in Dolphins. Parramatta? Hello to all our Parramatta fans. Honestly, how good are Parra going though? So so they miss out on that signing. Then they've let Marnie go to the Bulldogs next year. They signed Josh Hodgson. Josh Hodgson blows his knee out. Yeah. Like it's a I feel big, sorry for Hodge. Good same, kid. But it's a big ask for him to come back next year. Solid. Yeah. I don't know, the Eels, um, this is their yeah. year. Well, at least Asaka can go to, to the Titans, and he's not going to play fullback or, or wings. You know what I mean? They're, they're pretty stacked at the, the back five there. I think he's going to be playing off the bench because mm. he can play every position in the back line, and he could probably fit in at nine, like, like nine. Because of these HIA rules, they really start to affect games. Like, he's probably just going to be that Mr. Feeling role. He might probably only play 20 minutes, or if someone gets HIA, he'll probably play a bit longer. But that's the sort of... That's the sort of role and that's the mindset of a coach right now. It's just like he could be good off the bench or if someone gets injured long-term or and something Jayden like Campbell's that. And Campbell's young. Jaden Campbell's young, you know, he and you've got Brimson who's just coming back from some major injuries. So you've got a lot of things going on there. So he probably did make the right choice. And I think the Titans are a decent team. He's probably And he has a little bit of X factor. He can play that kid. He's a good player. He's a really good player. So I'm not sure what position, but I'm pretty sure he's going to fit. He'd be number 14. Would he pass to David Fafita? Because I'd play him Someone at Someone please pass him <laughs> the ball. I'd play him at fullback if you would. Uh, all right. So let's, let's briefly touch on the old Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. On the weekend, they, they did well against the Broncos in terms of, you know, only going down towards the end. There was a couple of contentious tries. Trent Barrett, mm. um, he was pretty vocal about some of the decisions that were made. When he says, I don't coach players to lie down, but maybe I will now, anyone who's blowing up at that needs to understand that the Bulldogs, if they do that on the weekend, that try probably gets disallowed. Yeah, it's cool, but... And so why would Trent Barrett not say that? Why would he not say, if you don't do something about it, then coaches are going to ruin the game and the way it's played? Well, that's what coaches like. Coaches like Baz, he, he, he never coaches players to lay down. Which, which is great. But, like, you, you give this responsibility to the referees to look after things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is – like, if he had – if, if Braden Burns had just, like, you know, taken a fall, it comes back and it's no try. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, like, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to put it on. You know, like, you just – do you take the fall or do you rely on the refs to make the right call? Because if the refs were on point every single game and every single – important moment like that it was 10 all remember yeah, yeah yeah and it was a very important massive moment massive momentum swing in the game like you you expect the ref to even go back and look at it they didn't even go back and look at it 
That's what pisses me off. I was like, because we saw it, I was just like, that's an obstruction. That's an obstruction. Like, you've got to go back and look at it. You expect the refs, you expect the bunker or some idiot in that bunker to do something about it and go back and look at it. They didn't even fucking look at it. Why not have that's the bunker? That's why Baz. Why the bunker? That's you why know? Baz would have lost. Like, I thought I commend Baz on not losing his shit. I couldn't deal with a press conference, trust me. Yeah, you're not but, a head coach. No, <laughs> not head coach material. That is. But I just think, I understand. It's just like, what, 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 why, why are we paying these refs? Why are we paying the bunker? Like, you, you pay these guys to make good decisions. And you didn't even go back and look at it once, knowing that it was like a pivotal moment in the game. You still didn't go back and look at it, but you look at every other fucking thing. Mm. Yeah. Change the subject. I will, actually, because you're getting a bit fired up. But, uh, no, the dogs are going well, so let's move on. One thing that had come out this week is that the Johns brothers once again have put their hands up to coach Samoa international side. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Is there even a coach? They haven't played in two years, so probably the job's open, isn't it? Matt Should Parrish? be open. Gone? Is he? I thought he was done anyway. Well, apparently not. So they're, they're offering to pay. They've said that they will do it for free. They've offered 100 times. Um, I'll do it for free. They'll do it for free. Chicken, I'll do it for free. Um, <laughs> if you look uh, at if you look at what Tonga have done, and if you look at the quality that Samoa have got, and yeah. you look at the fact that now they're allowing people to sort of play yeah. state of origin and still yep. play, you know, I think Samoa should be a powerhouse. And so, if the Johns brothers want to help, I don't understand why not. I mm. don't understand the grey area in this bit. Two of the smartest players ever to play the game, iconic players, but they know how to coach. Have a look at Newcastle. You know, Matty Johns has had like some some big moments in his like coaching career. Cooper Cronk, he's probably responsible for Cooper Cronk's development, you know, back in 2004, 2005. So they know the game and they're very well respected within the game. I just don't understand. This is what makes it very political with, with the islands and stuff like that. And players just don't get it because the players, all those players would love if Andrew and Matthew Johns come on board. Then you're going to attract guys like Sonny Bill. He might come into camp. You're going to get all these other guys. It's like, it, it, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It just seems like it stinks about money and, and sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. It's, it goes way deeper than that. And I know, I know the whole story, you know, with um, a lot of the plays with the petition and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's just wrong. Like, what they're doing and what's happening there is wrong. It's not good for the game. They're holding the game back because the amount of players that would put their hand up if you had those two guys coaching and you had, like, just say, if, if Joey even asked me to come on in into camp or something, I would. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, if he asked Sonny Bill, Sonny Bill would. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you've got all these people that are willing to, to try and help the game grow, especially in the islands. They're holding it back. Where Tonga's like full forward. You know, they've got, they got um, Christian Wolf and Jim Dimmick and some great people, Hopper and all these sort of guys. They're all on the same page. Yeah. And it seems to me that Samoa's not on the same page and this coach is holding him back. If I'm, if I'm Parrish, I'm going, you know what? Time to go. I'm just going to step down. Yeah. I'm not on a million dollars. I don't think I'm getting paid. Like, Parrish has done some good things for the Irons. Apparently, like, you know, he paid out of his pocket for the last World Cup. He's done some really good things. But if I'm causing this, these dramas right now... Division. A big division within, I'll, 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 I'll just step down. Unless it's about money and it's political. Well, being I'm really going for. Being honest, if you look at the rugby league and rugby union, any, any, any contact sport, the Polynesians, the island... 
nations are dominating those because yeah. they're just so big and strong and fast and built for this game. They are hundred percent. And so you would like to see international rugby league do a little bit better than it is. And the only way that's going to happen is if countries like Samoa are allowed. They're to a top. Grow. They're a top four, top five country. And Ireland. Game. And you know then, what I mean, like they're just they're just they're beasts. You know what I mean? They've got goes, players that were Australia, like willing. Tonga. willing Willing to go like Tuvasa Shek and all these guys and Papali and all those guys were willing to go play in the last World Cup. Mm. They didn't. Japan? They're like number two. Number six. <laughs> all right, William, there are some very exciting games this week. Are there? I just said that without even looking at the games. <laughs> Let's have a look. Yeah, there's some not bad ones. Let's. Well, there's a local derby to start with, the old... Derby Star or Australian. Derby? Derby? Is it Derby? Terence Trent Derby? Terence. Is it? There you go. Is it See? a Terence Trent Derby? Or is it Derby Day? Derby Day. Derby Day here. They call it Derby. You don't call it Derby Day down in Melbourne. It's why well, you were going so well until. Yeah. Look at him, has to ruin it. <laughs> it's Derby Day. It's Derby. It's the Derby. Who says Newcastle? No one says that. What's wrong with you? Uh, St. George. Gee, St. Yeah. George are going well with recruitment and that. Yeah. Don't you think, like, you, you watched that game against the Panthers, that one sim bin with Jaden Sewer and they scored two tries. Yeah. Like, that was brutal, man. Yeah. Like, you know, like, kick-out scoring and um, Spencer Lee and Cohen straight through the middle. Like, they were in that game. Oh, I think they, sure. I think they would have nearly, I think they would have nearly got him at the end of the game. But that ten minute little sin bin just really rocked him. He's, he's at right four. Sue was like one of the best defenders in the game. Did he deserve to get ten minutes? Probably do you reckon? Not. No. Well, I, don't. I just think I think what the game's trying to do is is a little bit like the NFL. You're trying to protect your key players. Quarterbacks can't be hit in the NFL. They're trying to protect the players. You know, like that Sullivan went to the line. He passed a little. He passed, and then he's unprotected. He was unprotected for that minis, just that mini second, and then he just got his shoulder caved in. He could have caved his ribs in or something like. That. So you're trying to protect our key players: the sevens, the six, the nines, and the ones. You know, you don't want cheap shots, and like you can't time it to perfection. But I can understand what they're doing. If they're trying to protect, you got to try and protect the sevens because they're digging into the line, and when they pass that ball, it's a little mini say you can, you can pull out if you wanted to, like, or you don't have to drive your shoulder into his ribs. But we're trained to do that. I would never ever back out of that no. personally. You know what I mean? Because he's a halfback, and you just want to jam halfback's ribs, and you don't. Want and that's him to the run. way. That's the way you used to do it. Yeah. And you want to say, all right, if you want to dig into the line this far, you're going to get hit. For sure. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's the difference. Like you just you can't coach these these back rows and front rows and that to put no inside pressure on. You've got to get these halfbacks to go. All right, I can't go in that far because I'm going to get smacked. So it's a fine line. I understand they're trying to protect our our key players, like key positions, but you got to understand it from a defensive point. You got to understand it. It's a, it's a it's a double-edged sword. You want to dig into the line, expect to get hit. Guys like Jonathan Thurston and Joey used to get cracked. Cooper Cronk, and they understood that because they want to go into the line as far as they can and make us defend so there's room out wide. You know, there's a difference between those players and these players now. They know they go 3 or 4 meters to the line, then they pass because they know what's happening. Yep. I'll give credit to Sullivan. He dug straight in the line. That still was a big fucking hitter. Bang. But you've got to look at it both sides. And I, I do understand both sides. 
St. George have actually done really well, I reckon, this year. And I'll tell you a player who's not getting many raps in that back line is Moses Sully, but he's... He's been good. He's been good, you know, and, and it gives them that little bit of strike out wide. Jack Lomax is playing well. Like, they've got a they've got a handy team. Very one-dimensional forward pack, but... Yeah, they do. You know, they've got about three or four players that are very similar. You know, DeBellin, you know, um, both back roles, unless Tarek... I mean, Tarek Sims is back, but you can't have, like, these play, these back roles that... And locks that are pretty similar. Like is Debellin a ball player or is he a ball runner? You mm. know, he's not your he's not your Cameron Murray, he's not your Jay Chaboyevic. He sort of sits in the middle. He's probably where Josh Jackson is in the, at the moment. Do you reckon Bird's going well at thirteen? Is he playing back row or thirteen? He's playing back row, Bird. Oh no, he's playing back row. Yeah, he? he's good. Yeah. Like he's he, he's a great defender. He hits hard, runs good lines. Like they're, they're not a bad team, St. George. That'll be all right. Sharks, I reckon. Last week they showed what they're capable of, you know, grinding out tough wins. And Nico Hines has been a huge, huge buy yeah. for them. Um, McInnes is coming back from injury. So I really William like Kennedy, the Sharks. Kennedy's oh, good. he's playing an He's a gun. He done that last year. He started off unbelievable. But yeah. well done to Fitzy on his first win. Yeah. He's, uh, you can see that just, just that whole DNA is Craig Fitzgibbon, that working hard for each other. Um, the support play, just like the defensive movements is just like, that's how Fitzy coaches. And that's like how the Roosters used to defend. They yeah. still do. But, you know, you can see, you can see that's a Fitzy, Fitzy coach team. I actually really like Cronulla this year. Yeah. I think I said that. Townsend. I mean, um, not Townsend. Friggin' um, the kid they got from Melbourne. What's his name? Which one? Finucane? No, the seven. Yeah, Hines. Yeah, Hines. Yeah, yeah. He's been killing it. He's like, he can just play it. seven, six, one, whatever position he is. He's just a footballer. And like he's he's formed a good little combination there with Matty Moylan. He's he's wound back the clock. Yeah, it's good. Matty Moylan. Uh the Tigers, they've been they've given themselves a ban from the pokies this week, Will, so they should probably win. That'll be a low game. <laughs> that's that's the Friday seven thirty game? No, it's the six PM that no one watches. Oh good. Because everyone's either getting home from work. I'll watch the KO mini on that. Wouldn't they be better <laughs> off? Here we go. Wouldn't they be better off putting that Friday 6pm game, which is a stink of a time, Man, into put, Sunday, triple well, look, Sunday. But the Broncos and Cowboys should be that. But, I mean, then even then, at 6pm, who's like, you're oh, getting the know. kids ready for dinner. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible time. Just getting home from Let's a Let's just get lunch. to the Rabbits and Roosters. Are we brushing that game. game completely? The West Tigers, are, yeah, I don't really care for it. There you go. See, we've just started the show by <laughs> saying that the Tigers are ridiculed. <laughs> We're done. And now you, say, you don't even talk <laughs> about it. I don't know what to do. Oh, you're stuck like, up for Okay, a, no. No. All right, we, we want to go back? No, I don't. No, good. I do not. Uh, we waste a lot of time on the Dragons and Sharks. It's a scoop. All right. Here we go. Here's the big one. The Rabbitohs against the Roosters. Yeah. And everybody's thinking that everyone's going to come out and try and kill Latrell Mitchell. Those days are gone. It's, what are they going to do? Good luck trying to get Latrell. He's eight foot ten. He will throw you straight off, yeah. even if you're the biggest guy on the field. Why have the Roosters made so many changes? Crichton's on the bench. They're starting that butcher. Hargraves on the bench. On the bench. I'm not sure, but they've named that. They've like, named if I'm it. Crichton, I'm I'm a little bit pissed off. Same. Who's ringing me? Willie Tonga. God, get off me. Oh, Tonga, stop stalking me. <laughs> he's oh, ringing. He's such a stalker. He's ringing to tell you to talk about the Tigers. Yeah, he's like he talk says, about. Why are you disrespecting why the did you, Tigers? Why for? did you just hammer the Tigers for? I love the Tigers. Uh Mate, look, well, I reckon... Yeah, yeah. sorry, back to Crichton. Sorry, he's a C... Like, last year, if you're picking an Aussie side, he's probably going to be in that Aussie side. For sure, he he's in. It. He's a uh, New South Wales rep. You get demoted to the bench, you're a little bit pissed off. Mm. I agree. Don't you reckon? Like, I mean, 
I don't know. Like maybe it's a little bit of a rocket he he needed. I'm well, they changed sure. edge too, so they put him on the right edge as well. He's always been right edge. Cause, no, no, Tupinu was right edge, wasn't yeah, he? They switched. So there's a little bit of a difference. The Tupinu killed it, killed it, last absolutely week. killed it because they were pretty quiet in the first round. So Crichton's probably had two bad games, and then that's the co- sort of culture that Robbo has. If you're not on your game, if you're one of your big game players, you get demoted to, to the bench. And He's even still like, didn't even 40 didn't even give him his starting spot number. Just give him number 15 or something. Yeah. I'll be fucking ropeable. Oh, my God. I would, I would be sitting there pleading with the coach, just don't give me a bench number. Yeah. Just give me, give me 11, 12 or 10 or just 8. Let, then put me, let me, in, the, put oh, me in the team Put me in the starting team. I'm fucking doing my head in, son. You know what I mean? Like, you, got, you just got to do that. And I just think, yeah, like that's, I don't think he's that happy with Crichton. Do you reckon with the Rabbitohs that they just haven't clicked yet or do you reckon they're on a downward spiral? No, a little bit of, little bit of timing. That young kid, he's only young. The seven, the seven can play. He can play. He yeah. can actually play. He's got some, you know, the forwards, the forwards have always been the question mark over the, over the yeah. Rabbits, mate. Yeah. I told you that all the time. I said you cannot get cooked to run if you don't dominate the middle. Yeah. So if you get dominated in the middle, you take one of the best nines running nines to ever play the game out of the game straight away. Mm. You know what I mean? So like Totola and Burgess and Jai Arrow and all these sort of blokes, they've got a big responsibility because I think personally, Souths have a back row that are all locks. Yeah. You know, you've got Jai Arrow who loves to play in the middle. Cameron Murray's in the middle. And Kalal Matangi wants to be in the middle. They're not really edge back rollers. So whenever like uh, a front row is getting a rest, Jai Arrow seems to go in the middle yeah. and then he plays his best football. Yeah. Because you need him in the middle because he's not an edge back rower. No. He's not, he's not that. So that's where they're getting the, the go forward wrong a little bit because I'm not sure if you're going to start to toll. I'm not sure who, who else you're going to start. That other young kid. You know what I mean? But I know their back row are all pretty similar players. They want to be in the middle. And the only person who can ball play really well is Cam Murray. Cam Murray. He's the best lock in the game at the moment. They've got... um. Liam Knight back, I think this week you'll get yeah. a little bit of punch, but um, it's always a good game, and that's you know, going to be that. That is, I mean, like they, I'm not sure they're going to be. They're going to try and build this up like it's going to be something like crazy. They're they going to try and get Latrell, but like you can't get Latrell; he's too strong. It's good luck. A, it's at a core stadium, a core, a core. Yeah. I was there on the weekend. That was awesome. Good. You're heaps close to the game. Uh, the Panthers. <laughs> They're just rolling along against the Knights. Knights are but Knights are four dollars. Everyone hates the Knights all of a sudden. They've won two games against the Roosters. Well, well, that just shows how impressive the Panthers have been. Yeah, they look like they're not really stopping. Is Cleary going to play? Yeah, he's on the bench. His extended but I, bench. I Would so. you push him? No. Nah. Are you trying to scare people? It's not under tens. Maybe they just don't have. They had to name him because they they've got other people injured. They have to put yeah. a, a name. I say, yo, he's been good. He's I he's like back him. to playing eighty two. I love yeah, it when he plays eighty. Good he can. player. Brian Tottle was out. Yeah, uh, he's out for about eight weeks, grade yeah. three. That's an operation or something like that. So they're, they're going to miss him because he, he just holds so much energy within that team and he's such a good character and a good player. So they're going to miss him. Tell me about the Knights. You happy like with the them? Knights. Yeah, I am. They're I good. mean, Joey told me like four weeks ago, or even before he goes, we'll be good. I was like, no way. I don't like your halves. You didn't say that, but you would have said, yeah, no, you'd be good. Fuck off. It's, no way. You're going to be hopeless. <laughs> so we'll smoke his by like 50. Um, no, but like I didn't rate Kloon and I didn't like I don't rate Clifford, but now Kloon's a gun and Clifford's, Clifford's killing it. Yeah, he's playing well, but it's round two. I don't give a shit. See how good you go against the Panthers, you've got the best defense in the comp. Then we can talk about this next week. That was just such a horrific takedown of the Newcastle Knights. Oh, I love the Knights, I'm a Newcastle boy. I know, team of are. the decade and everything. God damn, team of the what decade. else you want me to do? Which decade? 2010. <laughs> So, Did you not know that? I made two team of the you decades. You tell me. I've, I, 
different decades because you're old. Mm. The Storm against the Eels. The Eels were pretty average last week again. That's two pretty average starts in a row. They always seem to pull one out against the Storm, though. Yeah, they're always pretty good. They're, they're, they're always good against the Storm. If they can just... like. What do you think about the Storm last week? What do you think about that performance? 14-0 and then after 25 minutes of dominance, Harry Grant looking like he's just the second coming of Danny Badiris and Cameron Smith rolled into one. <laughs> um, and then they just go, they never go to sleep. They switched off big time. South shouldn't have got within 100 no, points of them. I thought they were going to really put them to the sword, but yeah. credit to South. South's going to take a lot of confidence out of that game. For sure. Or um, did did the Storm just switch off, which is unstorm-like. Yeah, that's what so. I mean. Everything's changed this year. That one rule where you can get out of yardage quite good mm. is then you can set up for an attacking set. That's what a lot of teams really lacked last year because they couldn't. They were just six to go, six to go, six to go, and then you'd have to roll up there and you'd have to you have to do something terrible to get a penalty to kick for touch. So mm. that rule, probably the best rule that um, the NRL's put in for a little bit. I still think it should happen in the attacking 40, which I thought that was the rule. <laughs> <laughs> It's a I swear, rule. didn't I? Fine room. You know what I mean? Like, I think between 40s, they should have it like, okay, well, if you give a, a penalty way in, like you're a 40 coming out, you get the penalty. And if you get it on the 40 coming in, if it's blatant, then you get their chance to kick for two. And that's what I thought it was. Hmm. I must have read it wrong. I'm dyslexic. Um, and I think that, yeah, in between the 40s, you should be, you should be very disciplined. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, so... I think Jesse Bromwich has been really good the last couple yeah. of weeks because the Welch is out and Big Karma Chameleon's still out. with Big Nas with the two steals. God, yeah. imagine trying to hold the ball to him. Just, oh, just, no. just grabbing it. it. Just give it to him. Give me the ball. You have it. <laughs> I don't want the ball, Big Nas. I don't want it. You just take it. It's fine. Uh, all right, so the Raiders against the Titans. The Raiders... Uh, they the were poor, the, weren't they? Oh, well, they, I got the burning the jersey week wrong. Should have yeah. been week one, yeah. I thought. But no, they were average against... Mm. Um, the Cowboys last week, but they're favourites. Are they? Against the Titans? Yeah, they're favourites, unless Henry's got it wrong, which, you know. Are you wrong, Henry? He probably isn't. Mug money. I think I put the Titans. That should be. That's why my price was so good. Titans are good. I don't know how the Titans are. What are you doing with Fafita? I'm sick of it. You know what I mean? Like, can you just, can you put him in the middle? Like, he, he said, what did I say on Twitter? Yeah. Good luck, good work. He's just going to kick chase. He'll probably get minimum ball coming out of yardage. There'll be no free pass. Campbell, a young kid, give him early ball. Pass Don't take ball. up his real estate. Yeah, You know what I mean? You've got to give him early ball. You've got to put him in the middle. I've been saying this for fucking ages. You can't do that to a kid. He's so talented. He can play both sides of the ruck. Put him in the middle 25, 30 minutes. Everyone's like, oh, he's not that good in defense. Dude, he just, you're making him play 70 minutes. On an edge and make him kick, chase, kick, chase. It's the boringest fucking position in the world right four. Guys like Bo, Bo Scott is the best right four I've ever played with. Fit as hell, could play 80, best on the kick, chase, best defender I've played with. He's amazing. That's your right four. He can't do what David Fafita does. No. Like, he can't do that kind of stuff with the ball. And if you run it def- in, in the middle, you can, you can put hits on whenever you want. He's getting more one-on-ones when you're out there at right four. In the middle, it's more two-on-ones. It's all three-on-ones. You know what I mean? You can pile in. You can have a really good crack at those other guys. You can't sit him on a right edge, mate. You're going to waste that kid's talent. You're going to waste his year. Put him in the middle. Put Tino up at the front row. And you put you start him with Fodawaker. you got your back row. Start Proctor at right four. Put that firmer dude at left four where she's been killing. That's it. That's the balance that you need. You've just solved... I All just sold the it, Titans. Titans. Yeah, that's what you do. If you don't listen, you're probably not going to make the eight. Probably won't even make the top 16. Nope. Probably get kicked out before the end of 100%, the year. 100%. That's out like South. Broncos, Cowboys. 
The uh, here's another derby. They yeah, got the derbies. Derby. Round three. Why wouldn't they have these in round one? Yeah, like Arks, they, do you know what Arks I mean? Landies. Well, Pete Philandis, get onto it, son. Yeah. You want the derbies? This one's on the Sunday four o'clock game, so that's uh, at mm. least they'll get a big crowd out there. Cowboys, who knows what the Cowboys are going to dish up? This is like this is a crazy game. I played in this game before. I played for the Cowboys 2010, and it doesn't matter what round it is. This is going to be brutal. Like mm. it means so much. This is the big derby. Like this is massive up there. Like, is it played at um, Suncorp or Suncorp? They'll get they get like thirty five thousand. It's going to be. It'll be massive. Is it derby or derby in Queensland? It's derby. Derby. Yeah, it's a derby. It's a derby. Yeah, derby up there. But um, yeah, this will be massive. Like regardless of where they are, you know, like this is big talk like all week. And I didn't. Really, I mean, I bought into it because I just fucking do. But like, it's crazy. It'll be massive. Tamalolo just needs to do what he do. If just Broncos, go out there, just Broncos run through people. They're three from three. All of a sudden, Kevin mm. Waters is a genius. Yeah. Greatest coach since Wayne Bennett at Brisbane. <laughs> Better than Seabold. There we go. Shut up. Facts. There we go. What is it? Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Manly against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs... Uh, they are being horrifically disrespected by the betting market. Yeah, there. don't do that. Don't do that. I don't rate the Sea Eagles at all. What's four pints? Is that lot? Is that? It's got to take care of Trebojevic. That's about it. Is take that care Brooke of Tom Trebojevic and you'll win the game. Well, I'm sure everyone else has done the same plans that every other club seems to be doing to shut Trebojevic and it works. down, and it's working. So now you got to make you got to make him go somewhere else. You got Plan B? Not sure. Willie's Big Boys. That's the best. Uh, Are you going to lead this off or you want me to go straight into it? You just... Well, All right. Okay. okay. No, I'll do it. No, Hang on. Oh, no, 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 no. I refuse now. My big boys for this week. Thank God he's back to his best. I'm going to go 3-2-1. I don't care if it's 1-2-3 because I know it does your head in. Um, three points goes to my man, Jason Taumalolo. He was an absolute beast on the weekend. He's got a lot... He's I mean, they're trying to talk this riff up between him and the coach. I think it's a load of shit. Just put the big kid in the middle and he'll do, he, he just does what he does. I think it was like 136 metres, 13 hit-ups. So he's averaging like 10 or 12 a hit-up. You know what I mean? He doesn't take kickoffs. He doesn't do anything. So that's what I look at, big things like that. He was just an absolute beast and he holds so much energy within that club. They look up to him like he, like he's the best forward to nearly ever play the game. And I think he's like top three best forward to ever play the game. That's how high I put him. You know, um, and I'm glad to see him back at his best. He needs to do that every week. And he, he was doing that for five or six years. So it's, it's not a big deal. As long as he's fit and he's ready to roll, I'm happy. Two goes to Tyson Frizzell. I thought he was, even though he's on the he's in the back row, he's playing like an animal. So 180 good. metres gained, like 30-something tackles, 95% effective tackler. Like he was just an animal like on the weekend. Even though the Tigers are a little bit off, they still are a big pack and they're quite physical. But he just... Man, he's just been playing like an animal. And that try that he's caught off that kick, what brilliant hands. One point for my boy, Tavita Pangai Jr. I just thought his first game back this year, 150 metres in the middle. Ned didn't take kickoffs, didn't take dropouts or anything like that. Four or five offloads, but he bent the line and he made an impact. Like, I just think he's, he's the key to the dog's energy. Like, I can see what, especially in the middle there, he needs... He's obviously got to work on his fitness a little bit, play so we can get to about 20, 25 minutes. And um, 
he'll be well on his way. So I saw him saw him yesterday. He was doing extras, so like that's a good sign. But um, yeah, it was good to see T back and just enjoying his football, smile on his face, everything like that. So very happy for him. So one one point for him, even though we lost. So th- now Payne Haas and Talmalolo are on three points each. Junior Paulo and Tyson Frizzell are on two points each. And Fisher Harris and Tavita mm. Pangai Jr. are on one. Tyson Frizzell, if he plays in a side that's not terrible, not yeah. terrible, but like sides like St. George and Newcastle that haven't really – people are talking about him as one of the best back rowers yeah. in the last what, what, Why isn't he like – he didn't play Origin last year. No. Do you think he's – I think he he's injured, out. injured, I think. But was he injured? Yeah, he was injured. Okay. I made Good. that up. Pick him this year. Because he's a, a beast. He is a beast. All right, betting segment time. They've still got last year's total winnings up there, which suggests that we've won nothing this year. <laughs> so, How did we go? Did we uh, even get close? The Raiders got me. Who got me, everyone? You picked the Tigers 13 plus. <laughs> so, you know See, what? See, I was for the Tigers last week. That was the pokey's fault. Yeah. I'm blam- right. Now I'm blaming See? the Great Northern. Gamble responsibly, everyone. Yeah. Uh, all right. Because so, I don't. I don't. Yeah, well, you do, sort of. I've gone pretty basic this week. I've gone the Sharks, the Roosters, and the Titans. And I've got $5.70 on this because of the Titans not being favourite against You're the Raiders. A massive chance on this. Yeah. That's not even, I thought I'd get like 4 bucks. I was just trying to get something in the kitty. Ooh, I got it. Bulldogs, Knights, and Eels all just to win, paying $41. So an accumulation oh, of that's 2080 That's That's just from the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I think they can all win. Well, otherwise you wouldn't have bet on them, is my... Because I do gamble responsibly. responsibly. <laughs> and then the producer has gone... Oh, I forgot about my anytime try scores. No, don't. Just forget no. about them. Just forget about them immediately. Uh, Roosters, Cowboys, Storm, and Ryan Poop and Shooting as an anytime try scorer. It's not a bad bet. Yeah. Who are the Cowboys playing? The Broncos. Oh, here we go. Ooh. Ooh, everyone in Brisbane hates you. Back to your point. Why wouldn't you put this at round one? You have to wait for round three. There must be some 100%. sort of. Must it's be some so, sort of. Uh. Do you know? I understand they put the Roosters and the Rabbitohs because Latrell Mitchell was out. He was suspended. Mm. You should have but, these rivalry rounds about three times a year. Yeah, just play them every just, week. Every week. <laughs> just every week. Bulldogs versus the Tigers every week. Oh god. So all right. Well, we're going to win a heap of cash. Yeah, it's a joke. All right, tips time. This is unbelievable. What? That you are on top. Of this. <laughs> I am on top. How? Yes. I don't understand. Is this. Oh, what is happening? I I'm not know. even. I don't even try. And you guys like study the form and everything like that all Man, day. All I do is study That's the form. That's all you do. <laughs> all I do is study the form. What's it out of? There's six, 12 out of 16. It's not too bad. Produces nine out of 16. <laughs> wow, that is embarrassing. Oh, he's embarrassing. Is he trying? He's trying. Been trying this year. He looks at it. What am I? Um, I'm going the Sharks, Warriors, Roosters, Penrith, Storm, Titans, Broncos, and Bulldogs. I am going Sharks, Warriors, Roosters, Penrith, Storm, Titans, Broncos, and Manly. Did you change your pick? It says Tigers. Yeah, because Jackson Hastings out. He's been outstanding for them. So good. Good on him. So without, I all Tigers. Without him. I just, you know. It's not that that's not like, it's I'm not like they haven't got a halfback. I'm not excited. It's just, just Jack. Mm. And then the producer has gone 
Who cares what he's gone? Sharks, Tigers, Roosters, Panthers, Storm, Titans, Broncos, and the Bulldogs. Hang on. So he's picked, he's picked the Cowboys in his bet, and he's picked the Broncos. There's nothing wrong with that. He's going Cowboys. Here we go. We'll change that. Oh, here we go. Do you know what? It's the consistent errors on the production <laughs> side of this show that make me feel sick. You know, I, I can't work under this. No. I'm terrible. that close to walking off. I've got nowhere to go. Where would I go? I've got nowhere Chloe. to go. Straight to the Chloe. You're going straight to Sonny's fight, mm. so. We've been um, flying on Twitter, haven't we? You have. I'm, I'm love Twitter fire. now. I love Twitter. Yeah, I just retweet and then I, I literally I do nothing be... all day. I've got twelve. I'm twelve. I'm like you. I just need things to Man, find. Things Actually, you're working. Fat. I'm all right. Do you know what? It's so weird that you're the busy one now. <laughs> I'm not busy. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you're doing great stuff with the Bulldogs. So everyone, please get involved on Twitter, um, Instagram. We always try and uh, answer or whatever we do on social media. But the more that you interact with us, the more I interact with you. So. Rate and review us on whatever that means. I forget we're supposed to say it. And we will see you all next week. I'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.